0: Hello, and welcome to Home is Where Home Mark is, episode
2: number seven. I can't believe that we have actually are recording our tenth episode. We thank and appreciate everybody who is out there listening to us. You're listening to us via Chairshot Radio, which is streamable on the thechairshot.com and everywhere where you get your podcasts. How are you, my friend? Can you believe it? Number ten. I
3: know. I was thinking of Varsity Blues when he says, I'm a ten. <laughs> but you can't say that on our station because we're trying to be, well, our Hallmark friendly.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I do curse a lot on you. so <laughs> uh, I ain't worried about it. I know I, I'm not. That's one great thing about our our station; they don't, he doesn't mind. They don't mind if you curse a little. So we have, um, we're a little bit behind, but that is mainly really, um, my fault. I've had a lot of things going on. I just haven't been able to commit to recording, but we have a plan. We are eight movies in to the countdown for Christmas. We're going to go over the first seven today, because my DVR did not record the Christmas sale. So we're going to record that with this weekend's for um, next week. And then we should be all caught up. But the big news... Well, there's not the big news. I think. Well, I guess the big news out of hitting the internet this past week or so has... Danica Miller signing exclusively with GAC, which is the great American channel, I believe it stands for. And a lot of Christmas movie fans are kind of up in arms because they feel that that channel is going to be less inclusive than Hallmark is. And Paul Campbell, our beloved Paul Campbell, tweeted that-
3: Now rephrase that, Are obtainable
2: uh, obtainable oh. beloved well he's just on beloved Paul Campbell anyway but he's our, he's our hallmark obtainable uh, standard with Mina in the, the best possible way so he actually tweeted that he will not be working with them yet he'll be keeping an eye on it um, to see how inclusive they are and that if they're not inclusive he will be calling them out on it and her name escapes me but the da- little woman, Emily is it who plays Brie um, on Chesapeake Shores she also uh, chimed in and said she agreed with him. The problem with this is that fans, I think, I, I, it's absolutely important to be um, inclusive in these shows, should be diverse, especially with, you know, their Christmas movies. Christmas is all about everybody. Right. Um, love, family, and and friends. But I think the fans are being a little crazy that, you know, trying to dictate where these people work of course it's something that these actors and actresses have to take seriously because it will affect their career so for me i'm wondering i do think i have to look at the gac lineup i do think that they have at least one movie that is an african-american cast i'd have to double check that i saw saw that in the i haven't been paying attention to their movies at all if i don't have the chat i don't have Uh, that chat i'll be
3: honest with you i don't think i've ever watched anything on there
2: yeah, I don't. We I don't have that channel. I have one of their channels, but I don't have the channel. But the movie's are on. Um, there are a few on Netflix that I want to try to get to this weekend. And
3: if I was yeah. Hallmark, I'd kind of feel a little bit of. Um... Yeah, I mean, but that's isn't that the way that
2: show? I don't know. Really, I don't know really anything about children. Isn't
3: that kind of no, the way? No, but you she did? wouldn't have. She's. This was like her 16th Hallmark <laughs> movie this year.
2: <laughs> The Danica thing surprised me that she signed exclusive, exclusively with them. But sh- on one hand, aside from this whole other drama of whether they're going to be inclusive or how diverse they're going to be, aside or not, it was pretty shocking because she is one of the queens of Huang Wong, Wong movies. But they have so many actresses now, she's really not getting as many as she used to. Maybe, what, one a year or mm-hmm. one per one per season, where I feel like it used to be, um, no, I think she's getting more than that because she
3: had, I mean, this is her 16th one. She's getting at least three or four a year because she hasn't been doing them that long, I don't feel like.
2: But I haven't been, I haven't, I, what, I, what I meant, sorry, is that I don't see her in the lineup after you and me and Christmas trees unless I'm missing something.
3: No, I don't think she is. They probably, I don't know.
2: I don't know. So I we'll like see. her.
3: I'm sad that she's doing, but I probably won't watch it on GAC just because I I'll be honest I'll tell all of you guys since it's the Hallmark podcast that I am a snob when it comes to my Christmas
2: movies and it has to yeah, be but Hallmark <laughs> but does it does not it really It's the, somebody, there's a wonderful wonderful podcast out there um, follow her podcast on her Instagram uh, dear Hallmark she's fabulous we can only dream of being you know, like a quarter of as good as she is and she made an excellent. She's not an excellent point, but she mentioned something that um, the writers for a movie they have coming up there are the same people that write the movies for Hallmark. So it's the same people, more or less, writing and starring in the movies. So how different are they really going to, you know, really going to be? And for everything, what everybody's saying that the GAC family, the GAC channel, is going to be even more family, I guess, friendly or possibly. Uh, geared more towards the the Christian um, fan base. I might I might be wrong, but that's the sense that I'm getting. So I don't know. Some of the plots looked really good. I mean, all the titles when we read off that title list, they all sounded like the same. Everything's named after a town, you know. I yeah. think if you I I think if we want um, ouch sorry more <clears throat> I think if anybody's looking for ones that are different from Hallmark, then it's the Netflix. And lifetime way to go. But I don't have the channel. I mean, if I get the friendly app, I might give them a try to see if they differ, anyhow. But I wasn't even really a fit. I mean, I see your point. I'm not disagreeing with you, but there's some. Everybody has the royal ones, right? Which I actually watched right. a couple this week. I actually did. I remember I constantly said I couldn't stand them. There was one I turned off, and then the second one, one for Christmas. I loved. That one was really good. So I think, and plus the guy who runs GAC used to run Hallmark. He's the one that had that scandal when he pulled the the ads that showed the same-sex couple. that he left. So what does that tell you there? So I think that's a lot of where the basis is coming from. But it'll be interesting to watch yeah. to see if anybody else jumps ship, so to speak. Other than that, there's no real... Major, interesting, hallmark news. Because I mean, everybody's tweeting about their movies and this, that, and the other thing. But
3: well,
2: there's a lot up, of movies. Ugh, there's so many. I'm really still mad at them for putting on putting a fourth one <laughs> on the schedule. <laughs> it makes it so hard.
3: Cause I
2: had two in one day. I had two in one day is a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Two because I was live tweet. I was tweeting with it on Saturday, and then. I couldn't I could I just well I had to be up early Sunday anyway early that is pretty early on Sunday so I couldn't really stay up and watch the other one as well but it was everybody on Twitter was like okay we're gonna try we can't make any promises but we're gonna try so that's the news that's that's really all well the hot news out of a out of the Hallmark Christmas movie uh world. I guess
3: I'm more mad because she it exclusively i think that's some of my problem that
2: was weird because trevor donovan i know is doing a movie there jack wagner there's a whole list of people that are doing i actually think i have it here for you i can read off some of the names real quick before we truly get started here um and i did forget to set our set our time up but we're about 14 minutes and we're good all right um, yeah 10 i think yeah 10 my dog is doing something creepy but that's all right um, hold on one second. I'm going to give you these names. I
3: have no dogs right now. How about
2: house. Oh, you had to board them because she got going away again?
3: Well, two of them get boarded because, um, the two boxers are way too hyper for my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just crazy. <laughs> so, um, they go to boarding and the, 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 doc, the, the bet that they go to boards and they absolutely love, they, they call them the teasley puppies. So they they actually love our puppies, and um so they get really good taking care of there and then my two uh, my golden retriever and then my old dog, who's like almost eleven, goes to mom's so Aww. but I'm puppyless, so it's it's like weird. <laughs> I went to like take a shower, and usually like when I'm like you know getting dressed and stuff, I'm like, I can hear him out there like pounding on the door trying to get in the bathroom and stuff. And there's like no noise. (laughs) Mama, how dare you?
2: How dare you? Okay.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.
1: Oh, so this is... Oh, I hate
2: Instagram sometimes. So... Okay. So Trevor Donovan and Danica... Uh, and Trevor Donovan signed an exclusive deal as well. That surprised me. Because he's pretty big on Hallmark. Then so Jill Wagner, Cindy Busby, Sam Page, Cameron Matheson, Rukaya Bernard, Deshaun Williams, Christopher Russell, Jen Lilly, Merrick Patterson who's actually in one this weekend, Torrance Combs and Sarah Lind all have movies coming out on GAC. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. And what, but what's more interesting is how the fans are going to react and go crazy and uh, treat these people. Eh, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I think, I'm sad. I, th- I think GAC will have ethnic diversity, but lack in LGBT tq inclusion so we shall see yeah shall
3: see uh, hallmark's gotten really good about including that um yeah even in my i Nicar- said i don't care who you're sh- with or what you do or whatever don't matter to me i'm gonna love you anyways
2: yeah exactly and
3: um i feel like hallmark has done really well about including that now than they have in the last like five years or so um I don't see that seeing something that GAC would do on their, sh- on their channel. Because I no. think they're primarily more of a Christian
2: background. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Let's get, actually, let me set our little timer so I can control my talking. Because Amber's too polite to read me in.
3: Gosh, I'll- I'm not polite. Actually, I'm like two points.
2: I guess. You are. All right. You um, start as well. What do we got? What's you meet
3: one? in the Christmas tree. And that starred Danica McKellar. Of course, yeah. we know who that is. Traitor. Benjamin Ayers. The traitor. The traitor. The <laughs> traitor. We're just going to call her the traitor now. No, <laughs> now, I really like this movie. Um. It's probably not one of my favorite ones, mm-hmm. but I really, really did love it. um Like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of Airs friends. I always felt like he was, um, almost like us. I don't think he means to be, but I think sometimes his characters, the character that he is, is a little bit more up, like kind of snobby. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did like his character in this movie, but I still kind of felt like <laughs> when he was like Christmas has to be perfect and if it's not done by Christmas then it's just not <laughs> he was like
2: forget it. <laughs> um what, so what I like I said before we saw what I what I did so this was was not one of my favorites. I felt that um for as many Christmas movies these two have done not necessarily together um it was just for me like a little bit of a lack of of chemistry not that I can act but you know I just did they just didn't click for me um it was it was good it was not one of my favorites but I do give it major points for having a slight a different um a little bit of a different storyline than usual obviously there was something that needed to be saved the christmas tree farm well, how but how
3: funny was the two guys and oh the, were
2: they not the best they need their own movie like they need to be <laughs> redeemed or something i want everybody to have their own movie I like, we were, we're gonna hear that a lot they were hysterical
3: or what was it herbicide i can't remember what yeah. it was on the
2: tree yeah it was I, I liked jason harvey you know as the villain i like that little the two of them working together he cracked me out but the two um henchmen there, they were just hysterical. They were one of the best. Did boxes.
3: they not remind you of the two henchmen off of Cruella Deville?
2: They did. Like, they also I can't me of <laughs>
3: de-
2: I'm about sorry, I'm about to age myself. If anybody out there has ever watched the what was it, the New watch Show, you know, this is this is, this is my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl, that's who they <laughs> that's that's how old I am. <clears throat> and that's that's who they reminded
3: me of. But I like the whole scientific aspect of her being there. Like, you know, the girl knew her trees. Her
2: job was not in jeopardy.
3: Yeah, her job was not in jeopardy. She was there to help him. Um, right. She kept her job. Um, I thought that her parents were really sweet for showing that up there at the end um, for her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I I liked it a
2: lot. Um. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It was just, it was one of those ones where I liked, <coughs> excuse me, I liked the secondary characters better than I liked the main characters. And I, I usually enjoy Danica Miller Danica Mill, you know what I mean. Danica's movies, um, and I didn't, I did enjoy it. Just this was not one of my, my favorites of hers. I did like that. She was. I mean, the women in these movies are usually very small, but I enjoyed that the plot was different. Where she had to save the, you know, the farm needed to be saved, but it was different than usual. Nobody was looking to tear it down. Dwayne was just looking to destroy it. I guess he well, was, like, but it he, wasn't. You know, she was coming
3: in to save him. He wasn't coming in to save her.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and A role and
2: Usually, when you have the women go into the town to do something people, like, half the town embraces them and half the town is skeptical of them. No, everybody, you know, like, you know, was fine with her. And and the, the, the B&B, of course, was, like, world famous for something. I think it was the Coco.
3: Yeah.
2: Of course, of course, it had, like, activities going on and <laughs> things like that. It was super cute. I loved it all the time was. that they were there. I, I really liked the town in this one. Yeah. Um... Well, what, what would you, would you, rate, you rate it? More? What would I rate it? Wasn't one of my favorites, but because it had some nice uh, science into in it, I'd give it a... And the, the two henchmen there were like the best thing ever. Um, I'd give it a seven there.
3: I would agree with you. I would yeah. agree with you. So then that brings us to number two movie, which was on the 23rd. That um, was Boyfriends? Boyfriends, yes.
2: Boyfriends are Christmas mm-hmm. past. I watched... I watched them out of order, so I need Amber to tell me which did they aired in. So, Boyfriends of Christmas Past starred, sorry, one second, starred Catherine Haina Kim, Raymond Con Katra, Jordan Carter, and Paul Soon Hong Lee, who I love from Kim, Kim's Convenience, and The Mandalorian. He was great in this. I was, I like, I, like, fangirled out when he came on, I think. And if you're a Kim's Convenience fan, uh, if you've watched it, you would, could pick up, there were little nods to it. Um, Obviously, they're Korean-Americans, so Korean-Americans do call their father Appa. But in Kim's convenience, um, he always goes by Appa. They never, even the mother, the mother calls him something else, which slips my mind. But um, basically, is like husband-wife, which is how uh, traditionally they address each other a lot. And there's a couple of, the first time she goes Appa. And then at one point she says to him, oh, Appa, how convenient, which I actually tweeted. I was like, hmm, I think that's a little, like, wink and a nod. And he likes my tweet, yeah. He actually follows me on Twitter. I have no idea why, but I'm extremely grateful. Um, So this one was a take, of course, on A Christmas Carol, where people from the past help the character figure out what the hell's wrong with their life. So she, who's, excuse me, Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends who try to help her realize that she is in love with her best friend and that she is close to losing him. I enjoyed it, but what threw me was you never really come to understand why she's having this mental breakdown and having these visions because they're not dead. You're used to the people who visit the other person be dead. So, okay, the spirits, the angels, the guardians, these are just really just psychological figments of her imagination that are trying to help her process and work through whatever she's um, going through. But my biggest, but my real, um, sorry, one second. My, My real biggest flaw of the movie is that she becomes so unlikable. I understand that I her mother.
3: Feel, I'm coming to what? say it. I don't feel like she deserved him.
2: No. No. She does not deserve Nate at all. I understand. So I get that her mother left at Christmas and she has this traumatic block or whatever, um, because of that. I get that. I understand it, but girl, sorry, shouldn't call people names. Go to therapy because she just was so self-centered. It wasn't like. She it just was just left a trail right.
3: of men in her wake.
2: Everything at Christmas, everything was at Christmas. Like blah, blah, blah. and they were all none of them were bad people. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, she was always never ready. She was never ready. She was never ready, and she found the stupidest reason, which happens in real life. I get it, to break up with them. And it takes these four imaginary figments of her imagination, her deep psyche, to point out, point it out to her, and Nate was adorable.
3: Yeah, he, he was adorable. I liked him a lot. He was
2: fabulous. He could do so much better. Why he yeah. wasted his time, I have no idea. That While I enjoyed the movie, I wouldn't have cared if he came to his senses and married the other girl. She did not deserve him.
3: Mm-mm. She just left a trail of like...
2: You know. Yeah.
3: Like, I don't know. I got... I would say, you asked me earlier which one was probably my least favorite. This was probably it. Yeah. Because um, I just I, I, just felt like she just very flighty, very out of touch,
2: mm-hmm. you know. And, like, she was like, oh, I know I'm in love with him, but I don't want to ruin her up Like, ugh, oh, bitch, please. Like, I don't know. I couldn't take to her after a while which was, like, the first 30 minutes. After that, I was done with her. She she just was not redeemable, even at the end when, you know. People or people on Twitter were like, oh, she ran out of her um, her meeting and blah, blah, blah. But they've done that. In, uh, that didn't bother me because they've done that in other ones where either the man yeah. or the woman has run out of their meeting. That's one of their tropes. Like, they're in the middle of a pitch on something and they realize... Where they need to be, so off they go. <laughs> I did. I did say a different movie, which I won't name, was my least favorite. But now, as I'm talking about this, I realized this was. This was. Um, I did enjoy. I think they could have done more with. I showing, tell you what,
3: I love the oh first God, boyfriend. Just, he was so uh, sweet. Scampy. I love him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. I had a thought. I thought, I thought something happened. <laughs> That's hey, no, like we're just you know no,
2: the, the, the first boyfriend was fabulous i
3: loved him like when she
2: cute. broke up with him i was like he needs his own movie he needs a redemption movie i want to see his redemption movie and
0: i want like, to like, see what, what happens, happened like, after,
2: <laughs> right i want to see what happens after she dumped him because he didn't deserve it no he was a
3: sweetheart like i really liked him
2: mm-hmm. he was
3: the, he was like the comic relief of the four like boyfriend's past
2: yeah, yeah definitely definitely
3: okay then so what would you rate it
2: uh i'll be nice and give it a six.
3: Oh well i'm gonna be even nicer and give it a five
2: <laughs> that's meaner <laughs> i gave it a six i
3: know <laughs> i was being sarcastic i know <laughs> i just want to point it out <laughs> now I'm going to start snorting. Oh,
2: I, I, I already did so it's OK. So
3: oh, uh, so I would give it a five because I didn't didn't like her.
2: Yeah, she, Not she just wasn't the actress, but. I And see, didn't I, like her I thought her acting was great, right? <clears throat> I did. I thought her acting was great, but I just didn't like the character. Cause I didn't feel that it, it was the writing. It was the plot. It didn't give her anything redeemable. Yeah. To blame know? the writer, that's for you do. just playing the writer it it is the writers more than it's the, the more than the cast yeah, all right next up is the Santa little... Steakout. I enjoyed this one.
3: What's Tamara, mirror is that how you say it? I am Mallory I always say it wrong, and our lovable Paul Campbell <laughs> <laughs> is slowly becoming
2: my favorite one out of all the. The hunky and hunky the amazing hunky. Joe Pantoliano. Oh, oh my God! How
3: Pantoliano. cool! How cool! How cool was he in this? Movie? He's
2: always he's always great, but I, he always
3: kind of plays that like mob boss type guy.
2: Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's always he's generally someone that has a shady past.
3: <laughs> it was like, you know, you come to me on the day of my father's wedding.
2: <laughs> <You
0: know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: so this this oh you kick
2: us off yeah go ahead, go ahead, i kicked off the last
3: well one. i can't really um i don't have the synopsis pulled up but pretty much what it was was she was a the new detective for the police department that transferred from i think it was denver was that was it denver mm-hmm. pretty sure it was denver i guess I apparently so. there her dad was like the chief of police and she felt like she couldn't she didn't want anybody to feel like uh, they get, you know, she got it because of who she is. And then right. he's like the veteran detective that's been around a long time. Um, I loved their kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it starts with there's these there's there's these um, like <sighs> thefts happening at all these like events around town. Well, they notice right. that it's this Santa Claus is at all these different ones. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get evidence that the Santa is the one that's still in this stuff because he does have a sordid past, and um, so they rent the house next door, and ah, uh, this was pure Paul Campbell movie because mm-hmm. he was funny, you know, goofy. Was, they were like, you know,
2: he was. They were both self-deprecating. Well, she was self-deprecating. She was a little like. You know, you're, you know, you're a twerp, you know, kind of, kind of thing. It was. She's it was
3: this money. Christmas, and he hates Chris. Mine doesn't necessarily hate; he just doesn't like it. Right. And, um, you know, yeah. he yeah hates
2: her. He, sorry, yeah, he opens up about his divorce, which I think is a, a turning point um for them. But how great! I love
3: them. I love them together. I would like to see them in another movie together because I, I really enjoyed I this one. It didn't I, take itself too seriously. Um, how great,
2: though. I didn't mean to interrupt that, but how great were the townspeople, his group of Christmas.
3: Oh, I loved him. I want to live in that neighborhood.
2: Were they not amazing? And when the chick was flirting with him, like, you knew then she was already crushing on him or Like, even because it, it was more than just, like yeah she's married or fake married or you know whatever well there we go they are yeah, um,
3: fake married and she was like and she was like well,
2: yeah she was just like drooling over him like she wanted to be honest
3: it's her, camera, her, but. Her,
2: her, I know exactly her Christmas stocking, but it was really cute it was another this was the I think the most original one we got so far this it was a buddy cop we don't see that on Hallmark, you know um obviously it was people working together and they fall in love and blah 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 so this is two, th- two things that I well three because I I love the townspeople and I loved that at the end when it was revealed because obviously he, the character that Joe plays is not the art thief it turns out to be the woman that's hiring all the Santas and unfortunately they don't figure that out until they were they already embarrassed their neighbor who they've grown so fond of and who's grown so fond of them and um so what I really liked about this movie are several things one there was no major misunderstanding they're dancing. And he says, or she says, if I would ask you, and she was like, yes. And I loved that, right? That right there they admitted they knew something was there, you know, between them. I thought that was super cute. Um, I loved that he rented the house. Yes, I loved it. I loved that he rented their house. And I absolutely adored that after all this was over, after they realized their mistake, after they solved the case, after they arrested the woman, um, that they helped you know him get his reputation back right and um they helped Mr. Millie get his um reputation back and then all the towns the little group you know helped them as well and then everybody just accepted it you know what I mean like oh they realized oh they didn't really show it but they kind of did like because they went there and whatever and they were with them like they understood like they weren't mad at them more. Right or anything like that this one was just really fun it was a very easy watch you lost track of time while you were watching it you know
0: yes. um
2: there was lots yeah. of cute lots of cute and bliss lots of and he was the baker you know he was the one that did the baking and things like that which i thought was was cute and then they're slowly opening up to each other was it was really nice and i think it was done like in a realistic type of way where two people are together. Um so much. Yeah, I really, really,
3: really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um I would probably rate it pretty high, if not a ten. At least a nine, because I really, really enjoyed it. I really I hope they do another one together. I really do.
2: All the actors, not just the main two, not just um Tamara and Paul. But everybody had mystery together. Oh yeah, it the, was the neighbors, the the boss, right? That was trying to retire. Yeah, that poor thing just wanted to retire. He to... all even he wanted the, to do. He wanted to go even, play. Golf. Even even their colleague, the one that would like the boss sent me, you know, whatever is. I like, oh. to you. He was adorable. <laughs> he was just so like. Be- bewildered and beleaguered and like I have you know listen I'm here because I have to you know so there, was just awesome.
0: so,
2: there was just so many great yeah. little moments and it I love when they start bonding with the Christmas committee and when he gives Mr. Millie gives Ryan some marriage advice and tells him that relationships are like snowflakes and everyone's unique and that's when Ryan begins to think he isn't the mastermind but of course he's framed how for it how
3: silly and funny are those, the elf costumes?
2: It was so adorable.
3: I loved them.
2: <laughs> when they do so that cool. little
3: entrance when they're coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when she sings when they're singing the Christmas carols and she just like belts it out. <laughs> I thought that was cute. But that's when he I think that's when he dropped the um badge and she was trying to cover for him. Cover it up. I and mean, when they were because because he was so cocky, Ryan and Rupert they were so cocky, he didn't read the backstory and he kept they kept like stumbling. Um, because she's like
3: one of those very organized people like me uh, he's not
2: (laughs) yeah I really really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it I would definitely give it minimum of a 9
3: me too
2: absolutely I I guess
3: that brings us to Christmas in my heart
2: okay so this one started Heather Hammonds, Luke McFarlane, Shirley Ralph, and the young girl's name—I don't have up on my screen, but let me say she was adorable. So I apologize for not knowing your name, young lady, but I will look it up. So concert violinist Beth tutors is the daughter of a reclusive, a reclusive country music star. Sean, to prepare for the holiday concert, they had joined through the active power of music. Um, okay, so you had issues with them because of their portrayal of West Virginia. But let's forget this. This was set in West Virginia. Let's pretend it was well, in. the can I
3: talk about why?
2: <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Please. Okay, oh, let's so go I'm
3: why. just going to do a little thing. Okay, so it <laughs> turned out about 30 minutes in that he w- is West Virginia. Well, that's where I'm from. Oh, yeah. huh. And um, I'm like, I'm waiting through the whole movie just to see when they say, like, where they're at. And they're mm-hmm. like, Charleston. And I'm like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Nobody did their research because Charleston does not look like that. Charleston is very urban. Mm -hmm. So is where I live in Huntington is very urban. And I was talking to my husband about it. And we think they might have been trying to play it like it was Martinsburg, which is a very historic town in West Virginia. And it's up towards like Maryland and Washington, Mm D.C. And it is beautiful. And it's very um, like the town. Picturesque looks very like none of nothing of charleston looks like they and i don't understand that you know it was a movie and they were looking for a place to have it or whatever but because i know the area it was very hard for me to (laughs) you know and he was on a ranch they lived on a ranch we don't really have ranches (laughs) around
1: Um, listen
2: listen i can understand that because sometimes when listen hallmark loves to use not loves but they've used a lot central park or things that they want you to think are central park and i laugh you know because it's like you're a billion dollar company send someone here to like yeah there are there are many that start out in new york city and the footage is of new york city you can't fake new york city footage. I mean, right. even shows that are filmed in, like, Toronto, other parts of Canada to represent the city or, or whatever, and you get away with parts of it, you can't fake our skyline and the Empire State Building and, you know, no, it's
3: too, central... It's too well known. Um,
2: uh, what's the place? Uh, uh, what's the place with the Rockefeller Center? You can't fake these things. You know? No, <laughs> um, at least, like, in, in shots, you know, as you're passing by and things like that. So, I get it. I do because it irks me. Like, they'll put a horse in front of a, a horse-drawn carriage in front of a pub and be like, oh, this is Central block. No. No, it's not. So, and, like,
3: there is a lot of rural areas around where I live, but right. it's not as rural as they were like. It, right.
2: They were really going for their traditional um, small town field. field. Yeah. So, Beth is a not really, West Virginia music teacher who um, is, has been in the town for the past few months, which I guess is her hometown, really, um, helping to care for her mother who recently passed away. And Luke McFarlane is a country cowboy slash widower, Sean, who they meet in a music store. And Beth is actually kind of rude to him. She's little condescending to him because... He prefers country music over, <laughs> over um classical music. And she kind of replies that he's like a little idiotic about it. She kind of thinks he's a um, not a hill ability, but you know, doesn't have doesn't know what he's talking about. So he actually sees a ticket that says, you know, music teacher. So violin music teacher, his daughter is studying the violin. She's quite talented. She needs to get ready for a recital. He texts the number, but <clears throat> excuse me, she replies back declining. But Kat- Katie sees it and texts as if she's the father. They don't know it's the other person until, and she agrees to come until they open the door and they see each other. And so, Sean obviously had an interracial marriage. Kate um, Beth is uh, is interracial as well. Um, her mother, who had passed away in the movie, is African-American. Her father was white. And Lee Ralph, the amazing, fabulous Lee Ralph, plays Sean's mother-in-law, Katie's grandmother, Ruthie, and she was one of the best things in the movie. I now, yeah. need, I now need Ruthie to have a movie. She's awesome. Shirley Her and Ralph. Uncle
3: Joe need to get together.
2: Hell
3: yes. <laughs> and if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Uncle Joe from Cherry
2: Springs as it was this, uh, was a fall fest movie. Pitch it right and make it happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. She She was was, so sweet. She was just great. She was was a very supportive um, mother-in-law. A lot of times when you have, and not just any mother-in-law, not interracial or anything like that, any mother-in-law, what was the one with the that horrible one where they were on the beach and the the lighthouse that we watched a few weeks ago? That was Mm -hmm. that we hated. One summer? Something like that? One summer, yes. Uh, A lot of of times you will get mother-in-laws like that when it's their child that died, be it the father or the mother, where they're kind of almost spiteful and vindictive and controlling, you know, or, and.
3: Ruthie was none of those.
2: Ruthie was, Ruthie was one of them. She was bad. She was very supportive of them, both, And it was actually encouraging to stop being a bit of a hermit and, you know, get out there and, and live again. And uh, they had a wonderful moment in there when, uh, Ruthie comes over to do Katie's hair and Katie's worried about, you know, needs to look professional. And she has, a great conversation although a brief conversation with like she should wear her hair um how she wants it because there is such a stigma about natural hair for a black african-american um women and i love that they had it that the braids look beautiful on the young girl but then at the end they had it a little bit more um, right uh natural i think that's very important to have that have that out there but ruthie was one of the best characters i've seen on tv in in a while in the role of a mother in law just you know supportive and she wasn't just she wasn't meddling and actually when she saw chemistry between the two of them she was like oh love may be blind but i'm not you know um and then his manager his jewish manager and they really get they 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 tried hard they checked a lot of box christmas interracial you know, um they had the Jewish guy in there, <laughs> and they did it. They, they they went all out. But it wasn't in a hodgepodge, messy type of way. Like, everything, you know, made sense and, and fit together.
3: Just like so, life.
2: <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Just like life. So, Sean and Beth become close. Beth decides she really doesn't want to stay in town. She auditions for the Chamber of Commerce Orchestra, which the second time she auditions, you know, she gets it. And there's just lots, you know, he's very, Sean's very protective because he's famous and, um, but he has a hard time opening up about his, about his wife, which is making him struggle a bit with his, his daughter. So there was a lot of great moments about grief, about how it's hard to move on, about how it's hard to talk about or what to talk about or who to talk about it with. And then people getting upset when they're like, oh, well, why aren't you talking to me about it? So, it was a movie that I related to for very grief
3: you know. on both sides, really.
2: Yeah, it, it was. It was newer grief and ongoing grief, and it just had to deal with it. there was a nice scene with Sean and um Beth's father, where Beth's father says to him, Does it get any easier? And Sean says, Yes, but no, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I think that sums it. Sums it up. It's and how good really... was
3: the ending when she came when they all came up and played with her?
2: Wasn't that a joke? When she's I the little girl, when the little girl starts like falter and and Beth whipped out her violin but her but Sean ran for the um ran for his guitar and then they were all up there playing. Can we need a sequel? Yes. It was really Can good. A sequel? I, I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed this one. Um I would give it an eight and a half. Yeah, I would say, um I would say a seven. A seven? Oh yeah. the West Virginia thing? Yeah. <laughs> Ruined it for me. Oh, okay, wait. This is this is where I'm gonna say that had something to say and I was gonna say it in the beginning, but I'm gonna say it now. Okay, because uh-huh. this is this is what made me think it because I actually just watched this movie today. I left this one kind of a laugh because I've been a bit depressed these past couple of weeks and didn't want to deal with something to do with a mother's death. But anyway. Um Walmart. Lovely, lovely homework. You're rich. You have money. Buy the rights to a song. I understand that you use songs, especially Christmas carols, that are in the public domain. Okay. But if I have to hear, if I have to hear this one about Figgy Pudding, one more time. I will lose my mind <laughs> every movie I've had on the last couple of days i, I keep them on in the background as I'm doing work I'm going around I had appointments I have the app on my my Verizon app on my phone. I watch them because I'm sitting there one one of you know as i'm as I'm out or whatever if I have to hear this damn song one more friggin time is it the only <laughs> one out there that's in the public domain that we have to suffer through? No, I'm you know? pretty sure Merry Christmas and all of them <laughs> are but Like, you're rich. Okay, this brings me to my second thing that I'm going to say, because it has to go with Christmas Harmony really made this but which we have to get to, I know. But I'm going to say it now. Their green screens suck. Their green screen work sucks. There's a scene, I know I'm jumping ahead a couple of movies, but since I brought it up, in Christmas Harmony, in the opening scene where the mother is in the grocery store, a blind half-dead cat could have made a better special effects on their broken phone, right, <laughs> than that. I'm sorry, but it's true. So I'm so sick of that song. I never <laughs> want to hear it again. But I will thank Walmart for getting rid of that ding. I, people on social media complain so much that they actually got rid of that ding. The ding would happen when, like, the little thing would come across the screen. That one of the Oh, things like,
3: God, yeah.
2: Right? Ding, whatever was, like, the twinkle or whatever.
3: I thought it was, like, a game or something. <laughs> Like, is it a trivia game? Yeah. Like, are yeah. we like dingin so that we know like that we're supposed to be paying attention? And yeah, then finally, was... I realized it was when it came up and said "all new." <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, the first time I heard it, I'm sorry, I'm getting loud. The first time I heard it was "boyfriends at Christmas pass and I didn't realize it had to do with the old new. So I thought it was heralding in like the the boyfriends. But then it just kept going on and on. I'm like, this shit has to stop. <laughs> so those are my those are my real rants. Okay. So I gave it an eight and a half because I really I really did enjoy it. I thought it was very well acted. I thought the people related to each other well. Um, and just because it had Cheryl ERL. And you said a seven because you were pissed off about the of West Virginia. <laughs>
3: all that and like i don't feel like he was singing in the middle of that thing and i don't he's, to be a, he's i know it's horrible he's horrible and i'm like i understand you're like a a, a singer no, and i know a- she he's not no lauren elena who's an actual prefer you know professional singer but i mean they could have at least just not had him write a song like i mean just not sing just you know you didn't have to have him sing because he's a country singer
2: because, but I thought Luke McFarlane could sing, and he just didn't. I mean, I can't sing, so forgive me for being judgmental. But he just didn't sound good. I think he can sing. I just don't think it was a good song
3: for him. Yeah, I I didn't like it at all.
2: But I didn't I, like the song. I like the, I liked
3: the, the movie. It was decent, but
2: okay. What's next?
3: Christmas in Harmony. Um, this one. Let me find my paper here. It starred Ashley Murray as Harmony, Luke James Mm -hmm. as Kyle, Michelle Williams did her um, cameo in this one as Melody Star. Um, Mm -hmm. Basically, Harmony is a music producer of some sort or assistant, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, and um, she gets let go um, right before Christmas, and she goes home and gets wrapped into doing the holiday chorus. uh, Directing the Holiday Chorus <clears throat> with mm-hmm. her ex-boyfriend. Kyle. Um, can I just say that I love them all?
2: Loretta Devine? Oh, she's God, hilarious. Yeah. Loretta Devine is, totally is one of the bossed best
3: actresses that, that around.
2: Loretta Devine is just part <laughs> of the fun. But Devine, I love her in everything she's ever been in. She's amazing. And a major, major coup for Hallmark to get her. She must be a fan of Hallmark movies because this is like slumming for her. And I yeah. mean that with the greatest respect to Hallmark Hallmark movies. But she was she and that was that I can't I'm probably gonna get in trouble with this to say this is a white woman, but that was classic boss black lady. I mean if you live in a city you'll get it. You'll you'll know what I mean. Not that you don't live in a city, but you know what I mean. A city like I live in, not one of your little weird towns that yeah. fake end of fake on TV. She was
3: very bossy. Um, very she, bossy she was and great. I loved it.
2: She was she was bold. Yeah, she was great. You know um, what she wanted? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, um, she won she won her daughter to do that. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Bruno, up up. I don't you don't want. Um how funny were the auditions though? I felt like we were watching American Idol. Yeah. It people are just like, like so bad.
3: <laughs> they were so bad and then they got so good.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was good watching them um her her kind of
3: jealousy over the girl that's not really you know wasn't really it was just his friend and then come to right. find out that she was like dating his brother
2: <laughs> yeah i did enjoy that i because it wasn't because actually i was confused for a little bit because i felt like i missed something i'm like wait is he with her is he not with her? Is that, like, his best friend? Like, what's going on? So I actually I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that. Their lip syncing was a little um, uh, extra. And, like, you could tell they were lip syncing, which I was surprised at. Yes.
3: Um. I kind of...
0: You know, I, d- I, I guess sure. she was
3: mad because he didn't show up at the airport. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I didn't he
3: supposed to go to I'm assuming it was like New York together.
0: Mm.
3: And her dad keeps him from going. Um, yeah.
2: That was really sad. Right. And then she learned the truth that they really broke off because her father's interference. And that snow globe was from Kyle, not her father. Yeah. And she, of course, she refuses to perform um, the solo. So, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the cast. I did enjoy it. I liked
3: her, I felt like, more than I liked him. But, I mean, I still liked them both. But, um... I think I had trouble with it because I feel like they were way younger than I am. So, it kind of, I guess it kind of took me away out of it or. I did like the
2: fact that he left to go with her. Yeah. Mean, we've seen that. We've seen that in very few. I saw that in one I was watching today, which I wish I knew the name of it because I really enjoyed it. But I'm but... glad she
3: turned her boss down.
2: I'm glad that she turned her voice on because he was a Yeah. No, no. There was like, what I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this one, but what took me away from is it was that one that was based on singing. You thought they would have put more emphasis on having them lip sync properly,
3: or you know has I mean? cast people that maybe I mean I'm not I don't know she might be able to sing that might have still been her, but right um, it just didn't seem seem like the the mouth and the voices were off really bad. Mm-hmm. I do,
2: I do like that they did, you know, she did learn the truth and she learned that, you know, she too needs to get over her bitterness <laughs> and, um, and listen to him because he was, he was, he was a good, you know, he was, he, he was a good guy. He, he was really nice. I liked him. I hope we see him. I hope we see them both. But I liked, her. I liked them both. But I hope we see him in some more. I thought it was a little, slightly teeny bit unrealistic, that without much capital she was headed off to start her own career in managing a record label. Well, I guess Mellow D was hunting the money.
3: But, yeah, I think so.
2: But yeah. like I said, I, I love that he went with her, which was a nice change. Yes.
3: Very nice change. What would you rate it? Eight. Eight.
2: Oh, well, yeah. I would say an eight. Okay. Um, that is now, I apologize if my review of that sounded a little like, uh, eh, but I watched it. first time I watched it, I was like out of it. I was not feeling well, and I fell asleep. Like I did rewatch it um, basically from where I left off, but I think I should have rewatched it from the beginning. But that's, go- which I do plan on doing. So that's gonna bring us to my second least favorite of the bunch, which I'm very surprised about because we kept saying we are gonna love this one Coyote Creek Christmas starring Janelle Parrish, your man, Ryan Pavey, Cameron Bancroft, and Dolores Drake. So this one is event panda Paige Parker, believes, um, goes home to her family's inn to, comes up with the idea to throw a Christmas around the world party at her family's inn because every year they have a big party. What her stupid parents don't bother telling her is that they've decided to sell the place. And then your man ryan's your man right you love ryan or am i crazy
3: i love ryan
2: okay so ryan aka dylan and his adorable son noah um show up and then the creepy ass parents ask him to lie to her while continually asking her to help show him around and do this that and the other thing with him um so dylan is there because him and his brother buy companies and you know, lay down, Bruno. I'm sorry I keep talking to my dog, but he's not feeling well tonight. Um, they enhance them, whatever the heck it, the term is that they um, do with them. And she's cool. She's trying so hard. She's She is. She's throwing herself into planning this great party and everything. So these people, let's talk about the parents for a second. Beautiful couple. Another um, interracial couple. Really fit well together. The father was yes. Were they were
3: really fathers.
2: shitty. <laughs> the parents because were assholes.
3: The parents they asked somebody to lie. Wait, so the parents, the parents, the
2: parents. Okay, the father was gorgeous. He's the whole movie. I said that about everybody, but he does. Um, oh, I actually have this great plot. Let me say this first because I'm going to start ranting. I have a plot for the parents. They go to Paris, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where they plan to go. They go to Paris and they end up helping. A young B&B couple or whatever there helped save their place. That
3: would be a good
2: While yeah. reconnecting, right? Okay, I think that would be great. Anyway, let's talk about the parents because they were assholes, okay? Here's <laughs> my bad language for the moment. They were assholes. They're about to close down this whole place and not warn their employees. This is so beloved by the whole town. Everybody, how great was the chef. The chef, the lady who worked there forever, you don't give them any heads up that you're going to fire them. I mean, it's possible that whoever takes over and redoes the place might have been planning on keeping them or whatnot. But they've been working you for like twenty something years, and you don't give them a heads up. You don't yeah, even like, get you don't even get them in on the lie. What type of lousy ass people are you? So that's my biggest. Here's my my two big. I didn't hate the movie, right? But my two biggest things, my two biggest things with this movie are that. They were so awful. The parents were awful, right? He did what they asked. He was doing his job. His Noah was the best. Noah was one of the best kids I've seen on this, um, on on Hallmark movies. I really, I really thought he was great. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed the character. But um, Dylan was there doing his job. She ultimately, Paige ultimately finds out the truth, and she blames Dylan for yeah. not telling her.
3: And he was, what like, trying it? to get, you all need to tell he was, her because I don't
2: want to do yeah, it. Yeah, he kept, he kept telling her, and he was going to tell her. And then there was that scene where the father, like, he thought they told her, and the father, like, shook his head. Bitch, you're wrong at the you made mad at the wrong person, right? You need to go confront your lousy-ass parents who never thought to say to you, hey, we're getting tired. Do you want to run this place? Otherwise, we might have to yeah. stop. Give, him like, the oh, Give her like, the option. Give her the option. They're like, oh, we thought you were happy. Apparently, you don't know your child, which of course is, is is realistic. People don't think they know the child and they don't. But they were just awful. And then she comes up with all these plans and there was lots of cute moments like with the guests doing different things. I really liked all that stuff. It showed like how much she was invested in it. And then she forgot like the hometown feel of it. But they, they figured that out too, which was adorable. I liked that those things were all really, you know, really cute. But she too for me became unlikable you know what i mean like you're being so unreasonable go confront your lousy ass parents what are you yelling at him for and then where did their relationship well usually in these movies they're either reconnecting like in christmas harmony so they have a backstory you can kind of play on and have these moments right and mm-hmm. pick up on little things um but usually in these movies we've seen a thousand times the man or the woman come to the town to look at the place and blah, 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 blah. But they usually have these moments, these deep conversations, you know, whatever, 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 whatever. They didn't have any. So how did they go from, oh, like, to this business thing to, oh, my God, I can't live without you. And then him expecting her to wait for him. And she's saying she hated him 10 seconds ago. then she's like, I can't wait for you. What? I was so confused by it.
3: Yeah, it was a little discombobulated.
2: Yeah, it definitely was not. One of the I like
3: the whole story. I like the idea of the story. I don't think it was. Yes,
2: it was not executed well. No, not at
3: all. And, and then, um, Ron P- Pavey is awesome. And it has nothing to do with him. And Janelle Parrish is. Um, she's a really good actress, yeah. too. Again, it's the script and the editing. It's the script and the ed- editing. Yeah, I would agree on that. Um, I thought the Christmas around the world party. That whole idea was awesome i wish they would have maybe leaned more into it um
2: yeah and i wish we would have sold more of mia and um andrea is that the or, two no, girls quinn. quinn mia and quinn her best yeah. friend yeah they were adorable and we didn't get um enough of them that they all she was so awkward it was adorable
3: she and was then, so awkward
2: you know, then at the end he he apologizes for not doing anything wrong. You know, and um, he stopped the sale of the inn. And he wants to stay there, and they're gonna run it together, and they're gonna expand it because there's all that wasted land. And then he's like, he wants to get her to know, know things better, and he asks like the most dumbass questions, how she likes her eggs, which basically, I'm sorry, just sounds like he planned on you know whatever, and in the morning the whatever, you know, that's kind of like that was implied. And when was the first? When she first heard the Beatles. I think there definitely was an age difference. That's uh, the feel yes. that I got. question. I did questions.
3: feel that she was quite a bit younger than he was.
2: Yeah, which I'm fine with. But that, when she first heard the Beatles. What a dumbass question. You know, like, it, I don't know. There was a lot wrong and a lot right with this movie. And I gave it a nice round six to be generous.
3: Well, that kind of reminded me. When I talk about the eggs thing. Have you ever seen, which I'm going to kind of veer off a little bit, Runaway Bride? Yes. Okay. So in that, she, every person, everything i say she's had, she's had like six.
2: <laughs>
3: she has liked whatever kind of eggs that they like. And then at the end, she looks at, um, it had Julia Roberts and uh, Richard Gere in it. She looks at Richard Gere and she says, eggs Benedict. And he goes, what? And she goes, I like eggs Benedict. I hate all the other kinds of eggs. So I think what it is is like with the egg thing, it was like, you know, that's kind of an intimate thing. You know how your uh, significant other
2: likes your eggs. Like Yeah, I know, but it was just so dumb. At that point. Yeah. I was all You're
3: right. You make, it. It,
2: you make an excellent point there.
3: I would rate it uh probably a seven and a half. Okay. Um I liked it a lot Um Was you liked, not my favorite
2: yeah, I like looking at Ryan a lot.
3: Yeah, it's just I, I can't help it. He's got that little bit of gray and I am a sucker. I'm a was that hot sucker for uh-huh. a girl. For a guy with with some some yeah. grays in his hair. Um,
2: no, no, I'm, I'm I'm agreeable with you there. He looked fantastic.
3: He always looks fantastic
2: okay since um, yeah, so while there were eight since we're doing the last the first two weekends of these movies we're only doing one more because like i said we didn't get to sale yet but that was my fault because it didn't record so the last one is the christmas promise loved it i loved it too
3: um made me cry not gonna lie um bawled my eyes out mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: at
3: the end um very sweet story Got a very you've got male feel to it towards mm-hmm. you know, the whole texting and not knowing the other one, you know, and then him finding out who she is when he goes to the restaurant and everything.
2: But um I'm mean, going so, liked it. So it was Patrick Duffy, Tori DeVito and Ryan Brew. So Patrick Duffy has gone from being the Hawthorne hot of hotrobs to a grandpa in my lifetime. And he's so <laughs> pretty. Yeah, he is in my lifetime um in our lifetime so it he played he was really good in this i actually usually they have the grandparents as kind of like no i shouldn't say that they don't necessarily have the grandparents anymore as like let's all just bake cookies and whatever i mean charlie ralph was an amazing grandmother and he he was great and i'd like that he, he helped her heal by showing he was ready to move on was still interested in um finding love um his battle for sugar just um Cracked me up. My one, so she, it starts out in the about a year before where she had bought a house with her fiance, they were gonna fix it up. They were making plans to have their first Christmas there, you know, next year with the whole family. He, they go to an ugly Christmas sweater party or something like that. And he ends up running off ice. It's takes a long time to come back. She gets a call and apparently he died in a freak and tragic accident. And then a year later, everybody feels like, okay, she should be moving on and, and whatnot. And she decided to sell the house. The guy who owned, who works in the, the store that they own, the toy shop that they own together. Um, know somebody who can fix up houses. And he, it was pretty obviously obvious. Why am I blanking on his name? Why am I blanking on his name?
0: The main character? Yeah.
2: Joe. Right? Yes. So, um, it was pretty obvious that he was the one that ended up with the with the phone number. Because otherwise, nothing would make sense unless it was going to be one of those ones where there's like an angel in disguise in it. Um, but I was confused about how he didn't put two and two together earlier. Like, did he know before he went to the thing or have an idea that I missed something? No, he had no clue.
3: Yeah. He, he legitimately did not know till he he showed up at the restaurant, and she was
2: sitting in there. That confuses um, me. That confuses me. And let me just say why, and let me interrupt. And you've got mail, and then there's a musical called In the Good Old Summertime, and then there was a movie before that called Shop Around the Corner, that this was apparently one. One is obviously based on the other. They don't, in their communications to each other, they don't reveal... in. And, and, in the good old summertime, which is Van Johnson and Judy Garland, and it's just a fabulous movie, should watch it. I highly recommend it. They communicate via letter, of course. And they do both say that they work in shops, but they don't give any real information about the other. And the same in You've Got Mail, they make it very clear that they're not going to discuss anything that would give my, you know, give her any like, clue who, who they are. Obviously, she doesn't know that he's f-o-x of fox you know bookstores but she did right she did in this movie she did she gave so many clues and about he knew about henry he knew why she was selling the house he knew all this how did he not put it together that's my biggest flaw with the movie overall i loved it i really enjoyed it it was very um it was very moving i could um again relate to certain parts of it right now um so it actually gave me like some pause and things to think about, um and and such. But that was that was my biggest flaw with the movie. Like you're talking this all out with her in person. Like, how did you not know it was her? Right? I thought he was gonna go and knew it was her, like was waiting for confirmation that it was her.
3: Mm, no, but, he had no clue.
2: Yeah, so that that kind of threw me um a little bit and then how did she find out he left the phone?
3: Yeah, he left the phone at the house. Mm-hmm. And I think she was actually like, I like that she told him, you know, had you came in and told me you didn't know. And, but her major issue wasn't that it was him or whatever. It was that he didn't come into the restaurant.
2: Right. And
3: it's I immediate- felt like that was legitimate. Like she was like, listen, if you would just came in and told me you know you didn't know that's a different thing but you left me there
2: right this is kind of like oh you saw it was me and then like oh you were disgusted or something I totally got that I was behind that and their fake near kiss thing that was kind of funny yeah right I mean when he that was that was silly and then he kissed her and then he's like that's an exclamation point or whatever. that was kind of cute and funny that was right before they went to the restaurant yeah I was just a little confused about that um, like how he didn't realize it was her with all of the conversations that they were having. And she is mad. And it's, and it's, excuse me, it's actually to me one of the few times the great misunderstanding is actually justified. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's like, okay, well why didn't you just say it? You know, like blah, blah, blah. Um, because they just had that moment before with the near kiss thing, you know, so I can understand why she felt a little confused and, and whatnot, um, about it, and then she's mad at him, and he was gonna leave town or something, or take another job. I guess never plan on running into her again. But all of her friends kind of talk a little bit in subtle ways and not so subtle ways, talk a little, um, sense into her, yes. And the ending, though, before I say a few things about the friends, the ending when she decides not to sell the house because she found somebody to share it with. Did that not rip oh, your heart
3: out? Yeah, that was my balling part. I mean, I just felt like it was like the best thing for the whole. You know, because you know her fiance would want her to fill it with great memories, and you know he did work on that house to to get it to where she could, you know. Right. And I just felt like that was the best thing that could happen. She never really lived in the house with her fiance, but you know they. That was where they were going to live together, raise kids, stuff like that. So he would, I feel like her fiance would want her to live there and fill that house with, with good memories with somebody, you know,
2: I don't think he, you know. I No, I agree. I think it was very much, you know, she learned to um, process her grief and, and, and such through. A variety of ways which i think is important and for at some point i felt like it was might have been like a little slow but overall i really enjoyed the movies i thought it was one of the better of the eight of the two weeks even though we only talked about seven
3: um yeah i would give it a nine i mean and if it's not a ten
2: yeah i'm i'm the same um i'm absolutely the same but i just want to say what I, what I loved too was the friends, the, the, the friends and the, and the sisters, they were all, you know, very caring and wanted her to, you know, process her grief and whatnot, but they, homework sometimes tends to make them the best friends, like too much. You know what I mean? Like very, very, very pushy. And I think with all the friends, they really hit, um, the right balance there was the one friend with the party like where she was kind of like pushing her to attend but it was i felt like it was done in a way that um it was more not like oh how could you miss my party like oh but you know i'll miss having you there well, and then you had the sister that
3: was supportive of her being grieving you know she brought her right casseroles, casseroles and
2: <laughs> <laughs> I bring me a casserole just really the- <laughs> casserole after casserole yeah
0: mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked
2: it.: um, So That's definitely a nine, definitely a nine if, if, if not a 10.:
3: And I guess that brings us to our previews. Um, so these would be the movies for the weekend of November 12th, which um, is next oh, weekend, correct?: Yes.
2: A week from today. Oh. Yes, yeah, so, so we from today? What is the first one, my darling? The
3: first one is Friday.
2: Wait a minute. No. Wait. Oh, no, that's
3: today. Oh, that's I'm today's. Off. Yes, today's. Um. So it's Gingerbread Miracle, and it comes on eleven fifteen at. I think
2: it's eight a.m. Eight p.m. Why
3: did I say eight a.m.? Eight a.m. And, and it's.
2: A, uh, Gingerbread yeah. miracle, mm-hmm. which is two old friends from high school work together over Christmas to sell his uncle's Mexican bakery, famous for his magical gingerbread cookies. I grant wishes, ah, so it's one of those. I can't. So it's Merritt Peterson and John um, Ecker. Merritt Peterson has been on here, uh, Chateau Christmas. She was actually in. Uh, the Christmas movie. Please forgive me that I turned <laughs> that I turned off. It was the one. Um, uh, I believe it was her. Hold on one second. Yeah, Christmas at the Palace, where they were the figure skaters. Yes. And that, yeah, the first half I of it. liked. First half I liked. The second half I was like, oh god. Um, she was in the
3: Christmas cottage too. I liked
2: it. That one I liked. I liked the Christmas cottage. That. That was a really good one. I don't think I've watched that one today. It's really
3: cute. I didn't know she was on. She played Olivia on Pretty Little Liars. I didn't know that. And,
2: and she was Ophelia on The Royals. I loved that show.
3: Oh, I loved the The Royals. I wish mm-hmm. they, they left us hanging on that show. Yes,
2: The Christmas Cottage. I watched. I watched earlier today. I really enjoyed her in that one. I really. Okay, wait. Let me let me say this about The Christmas Cottage. Now that I know who it was. The Christmas Cottage, she plays Lacey, and she's a big child interior designer, whatever, whatever, architect, whatever. And she is the guy she worked at, Roger, who's like the head of the company, the head of the company. They're about to land this major thing. Um, they're dating. She goes wherever. She goes to the cottage area for her best friend E's wedding. turns out she used to date Ava's brother, E, and they were together for a long time. They were on different tracks. They broke up. I felt, this is one of the biggest problems with Hallmark movies, the guy that gets dumped quite often does not deserve to get dumped. They try very hard to make him out to be a villain. He's not a villain. He's just not the right person. It's like the
3: Sweet Home Alabama. I
2: I felt so bad for Roger in in this one because he did not I mean, obviously, if you don't want to be with somebody, you don't want to be with someone, but... Roger's another one, I feel, should have his own movie. With her, being with Ian, married happily ever after. But he gets his because he wasn't a bad guy. They just wanted, you know, different, different things. things. And she's and she's clearly cheating on him. But we're supposed to justify it. You know? So, okay. But anyway, back to um, Gingerbread Miracle, which is on tonight. I did see the, the preview. It looks pretty cute i tend to like the ones um with the baking i actually looked up because it says his mex the mexican bacon mexican bakery i actually looked up to make sure that this uh character was actually um spanish latina <laughs> i
3: was like can wait. i have some of these cookies these magical gingerbread cookies please so um, i mean
2: you have somebody that's in love with you oh wait it grants wishes right yeah i got gr- oh, really wishes, wishes. We
3: doesn't be like, um, what doesn't are we? say. Doesn't say for love. I just grant wishes. Like I, I confused.
2: Like I confused. Oh, he's on Chicago Fire. He's Greg Granger on Chicago Fire.
3: I don't have. He done watch it? Chicago Fire constantly. I don't recognize him. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, you got know, huh. to Is he? He's on Knuckles. He was on. Gossip uh, Girl, Acapulco, which I didn't even know existed. I don't. I think this is his first home home-off movie. I don't see anything listed, so it'll be interesting to see him. His last name I thought um, was familiar, but I think I have it confused with a different name. So I'll be interesting to seeing him. And Merritt, I've liked many of her, many of her, her movies on here. Yeah, she's done a lot of royal ones, or royal winter.
3: Yeah, she does a lot of royal winter.
2: Yeah, Well, two, that's not many. So that's, we don't, I don't have much on the Gingerbread Miracle, but that's, that's tonight um, at 8 o'clock. So we'll actually probably be done and you'll be getting ready to go on your road trip with your honey.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yes, you're so excited. I know. Um,
3: <laughs> well, I'm just like, it's a long trip for like a two so days. Job. Like we're driving like 10 hours for like two days. So it's like. I know. And
2: I, and I screwed up your schedule because we're recording now because I had issues earlier in the week. Oh, um, you could have been on the road already. Jason's probably like cursing me out.
3: Yeah, he's, um, he's probably sleeping, to be honest.
2: So I just want to look up one thing before we move on. Um,
0: I was watching the 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 trailer on
2: Silence. the trailer actually doesn't give too much away about the movie? So I'll be curious to to see it. So that was um the first one what's next
3: the next one is one i'm really looking forward to it's called next stop christmas it comes on november 6th mm, yes. at 8 p.m um mm. it stars Lindsay foncia um this is her first hallmark movie it's been on a lot of tv shows and tv movies then we have chandler massey probably most famous for playing will horton on days of our lives this is his first movie. Um, And then you have Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. And this is a little step, you know, back in time movie. It says Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her unusual commute ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown back in 2011. Um, So Christopher Lloyd plays the conductor. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, of course, he's most famous for playing Doc on Back to the Future.
2: Lea well, Thompson. he's famous for many things. He's also famous yeah. for um, his role in the series Taxi. Yeah, of course. He's yeah. But of course, this is a wink and a nod to Back to the Future.
3: Yes, because Leon Thompson played uh, Marty's mother in the um, film, which I really think is funny because she plays his mother in Back to the Future, but they're not that big of an age difference. Even back then when they played together in that movie. Um, So we were...
2: I didn't mean to interrupt it again. We were wrong. Well, I was wrong. I assumed or thought that they would have um, Leah Thompson play her as an older age and then the other one as the younger age. But she plays the mother of the character. Yes.
3: And um, I was just like looking at some things about Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. This is like their... 12th time i think together um playing in movies together but they have never acted in a scene together ever they have never talked to each other and acted on a scene together they have co-starred in multiple movies together but they have not physically ever acted together at the same time in a scene
2: that is crazy that is crazy to think Yes, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean if you think of the Back to the Future, no, they never have a scene together, even in, even back in time. And the funny thing was, I was actually
3: I was like, yes, they did. Because I was like, looking at stuff, I was like, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Because I was confusing Leah Thompson with his girlfriend in Back to the Future and not his mother. And then I realized, mm-hmm. because they they really aren't that big of an age difference. I mean, I, maybe I right. could be wrong, but... Um. Uh Leah Thompson was born in sixty one i don't know math Michael j. Fox Let me see.
2: Could I see Get up real fast because it's going bother me no the conductor says in the, in the preview that sometimes you know you're basically so sometimes your real destination is not where you think you're going and then yeah and then she ends up um back in time and then there's this funny scene which is like I am from and obviously we saw at the end of full Harvest the other one um Love Strikes Twice, whatever it was, where they she went back in time. Yes. And so that's two in a short period of time where they're going down this road. But there's a cute scene which is like, I am from the future. And they basically made like a Terminator <laughs> reference, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is like, which is like really funny because they don't really have a lot of pop culture references. They're super careful in Hallmark movies. Yeah, because I think they have to not pay for to, stuff in their track. Trying- yeah, not for to, stuff. But you're rich, Hallmark. Let's work on your green screen. Let's work on... <laughs> Stupid figgy pudding song.
3: But Michael J. Fox was born in sixty one too, so they're exactly the same age. <laughs> I know so, it was weird.
2: But he you uh, know, but and and even now he's so he's so sick with the Parkinsons. He still looks younger than he than he is.
3: Oh yeah, he does. He's a sweetheart. I'll always love him. Um not necessarily from family ties, but just from like his movies he did oh, back in like God. the nineties and eighties. Yeah. You know?
2: I loved Doc Hollywood back in the day.
3: Dog Hollywood, Secret of My Success, Um, I can't remember what the other one was. There was another one where he played, um, I can't remember, but I loved them all. I loved them all. But yeah, I thought that was funny that they'd played in that many movies together, but they have never actually spoken to each other. (laughs) So I think this is going
2: to be cute. I think that's the one I'm most looking um, forward to. And I have to make sure I hit the DVR for that one. So that's going to bring us to mine, right? Debbie McComber's.
3: No, that was um, Sunday.
2: Uh, well, I ahead.
0: mean, well, it doesn't matter.
2: You can do it first. Mean, I, I, I already opened my big chubby mouth, so I'll go along with it. Because So this is apparently the fourth installment of the Mrs. Mr. Miracles coming to Hallmark. Um, this time it's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries with Caroline Ray as Mrs. Miracle. Um, I don't think I've seen the other three, to be honest with you, but, um, as the holiday season begins, Laurel could use some good news. She and I have been been praying for a baby that seems more and more like an impossible dream. I think there's going to be a tearjerker. And they've had to move in with her beloved, uh, grandmother, Helen, who's having trouble taking care of herself. Oh God, I'm going to have trouble with this one. When Lauren contacts a local home care organization for help, there are no caregivers available. The truth. Um, until Mrs. Miracle appears at the door, no stranger to lending a helping hand to a family in need, Mrs. Miracle reveals herself to be nothing short of a godsend. As Christmas approaches, there appears to be even more to Mrs. Miracle than meets the eye. In a classic tale of Debbie McConver's signature seasonal magic, Laurel, Zach, and Helen experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. Have you seen any of the other ones?
3: I've seen the very first one, I think, that had James Vanderbeek in it. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was he was a widow um, mm-hmm. with kids. And, <coughs> and she comes in as his nanny, as the nanny for the kids. And it was really good. It was very heartwarming. Um, I feel <laughs> like I've seen the actress that plays the wife. She's been else. in.
2: She's been in t- t- something truly special. No, hold on, just hold on a second. I'm reading the rankings and not the stupid movie. Of
3: course, we know she, who Miss Miracle is. She is. Uh, she played Sabrina. Carolyn Rae. S-
2: yes, and she so much. She was in Chance at Romance, Christmas at Graceland, Home for the Holidays. Um, oh yeah, she yeah, was Love on Iceland, which um, she was in. Those. I'm sure she was in many other different things, but I'm just pulling up that Hallmark stuff. And he was in Best Christmas Party Ever back in 2014. Christmas Incorporated, which just aired, but I didn't see it. The Art of Us. The Christmas Cottage, which I very much enjoyed. Even, even though Raja didn't deserve that. Unlocking she really Christmas. Cheated. She really did. She really was emotionally cheating on the man. Unlocking um, Unlocking Christmas. I don't remember that one. And Baby, It's Cold Outside, which Ed – oh, I saw that one. So he's been in quite a few. He's been in more than she has. Um, I'm probably sure they're probably in many other things, but I don't really feel like pulling up their IMDB. So I'm interested in seeing in this one. It's not generally – I think there was some with um, Doris Roberts, where she kind of played like a Mrs. Claus miracle type person as well. I don't know. I tend to not really be get into those, but of course I'll be watching it because I haven't talked about it on this show, and I'd probably watch it anywhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it well, sounds. I
3: always kind of like the little angel. Yeah. Um,
2: they kind of get me. The yeah, they, um, they get me. I, I think I avoid them sometimes because they they tend to be more depressing <laughs> than 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 the others. Um, and obviously they're touching on some very um important topics um infertility struggling to conceive caring for an elderly um family member so it will be it'll be a good one um to check out for sure and now that brings us back to you because i missed it
3: oh no I ain't uh the last one is a christmas treasure um it's on the 7th at 8 p.m uh mrs miracles i think is the 10 o'clock one isn't it yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, This one stars Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. And it's uh, after opening a hundred year old time capsule and meeting a charming chef, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York City after Christmas and further her writing career. Um, Of course, we know Jordan Sparks from she was season six of American Idol. and She's a very popular singer. Mm. Um, She's been in several TV series. She was most recently the Exotic Bird on *Mass* Singer, which I love that show. Mm. Uh, this is her first Hallmark movie. Um And then Michael Xavier, this is his third Hallmark movie, and he's been on a lot of different TV shows and movies other than Hallmark. Um, and you're going to have to kind of bear with me, because mm. I think it's been a while since I actually looked up
2: the... The Delicious. preview looks like a good one. Is it me or are they having a lot of musical based ones this year? I think it's been,
3: it started with Alora and Elena and then it kind of um, grew from there. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how the whole hundred year old times capsule and the writing thing is going to like work out.
2: I don't know. It'll be, it's a, they've had a lot of ones that have involved music. I don't know if Jordan Spox is singing in this one. I think she's writing. I don't know. Um She's a writer. She's a writer. Okay, so that's good. But I'm, you That'd know, so they've had, they've had a lot that have involved music. Harmony, Christmas at Heart. I feel like there's another one. Um and now this will be the third one that involves something to do with time. Maybe not time travel, but something to do with, with the what's in the
3: capsule. That's my question. And when I watch the previews, they don't really say a whole lot about the pan
2: capsule. They don't. And I will be interested definitely to see... This is the Saturday 10 o'clock one? Or the yeah, Sunday no, one? The, the Saturday o'clock. 8 o'clock. Did, the Sunday 8 o'clock. Yeah. So confused.
3: The next to last
2: one. It's only been... So, oh, right, Sunday it has. Sunday there, too.
3: Yeah, on Sunday there's two.
2: Oh my gosh, I'm so... It's the third week and I think I'd have it right, but I've been watching them out of order. So it does look like a good one. It looks like a really good cast.
3: I'm trying to see if this Daniel Bacon is in here, and I've seen him in other stuff. I don't know who he plays, but... I what I, was I wanted to say. Looks like he's been in several Hallmark movies.
2: I think that... Um...
3: Oh,
2: he was in You and Me and the Christmas Trees, too. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this before we finish off our chatting so you can go get your hubby up and get on your romantic trip to a football game. (laughs) Which Taking me to
3: Ikea. That's the most thing that I'm excited about.
2: Oh, Lord. Um, That's funny because Christopher works for Ikea. Um, Christopher is... Oh, if he listens to this and I don't know his title he's going to be pissed but Christopher is a pretty big shot up in Ikea um, he handles customs issues imports, exports, all that fancy stuff Um, anyway which movie has felt most Christmasy to you? Which one had the most Christmas feel? Well out of the ones we've watched the- out of the out of the eight, well seven that we talked about that kicked off Countdown to Christmas
3: I- the Santa steak out was like very christmasy mm-hmm. yes um the christmas it was definitely was, the most jolly yes
2: Well, <laughs> they've really been depressing I'm sorry. yeah, yeah
3: I, I could use more like the Santa thing Ste- i think the boyfriends at christmas tri- class tried to be that but i think like that just came short with the with the girl um, the character, <laughs> yes, the girl character, I think, I think it could have been more like the Santa Steakout, like more jolly, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it fell short because we just did, really didn't like the, the way they wrote the girl character in
2: that. Right, right. I definitely think Santa Steakout, um, had the most Christmas feel. It was, you know, cute it and was, it was jolly, um, What's the other one. And I think nah. Christmas pro- I think Christmas Promise in a lot of ways had the most Christmas feel to it. Maybe uh, it was
3: the twi- I didn't really, I mean, I've kind of felt like the Christmas in my heart had some Christmas to it, but I just don't
2: I don't know. It's going to be like another full harvest thing, like where's the Christmas? I mean.
3: Yeah, they definitely you, bumped it up.
2: But you next see Christmas. year, their fall
3: harvest better have more Christmas. or won't have fall harvest stuff in it. Yeah, but I mean,
2: did we get a turkey? We need I a turkey. didn't see no. no
3: pumpkin. Not one pumpkin. Not I one know. pumpkin carving.
2: We haven't seen a Christmas dinner yet. I mean, we've seen like a little bit of like Christmas parties. You know? Mm-hmm. But we haven't really... I don't think we've seen a Christmas morning yet or anything like that, right? No. No trying to think yeah no i read somewhere on i think it was on twitter maybe it was on a blog somebody said don't get yourself too upset with the you know too worked up about these christmas musics christmas movies they always put the um the lesser ones at the beginning to to rope you in. i don't think that's necessarily true i think they've been you know for the most part quite good but i think i'm looking for a little bit more christmas <sighs> even though we laugh about it i think i'm looking for a little bit more christmas fluff you know i don't think everyone needs to be like because even usually on hallmark movies and mysteries are the ones that are a bit more dramatic and deal with the bigger topics but i think even the ones on hallmark proper you know have been so i like just a couple of more that have a little bit of fluff yeah i agree I just sent
3: you yeah. one that is from two thousand and eight. It's called mm-hmm. "The Most Wonderful Time of the Year," and mm-hmm. I absolutely love that one. It is funny and and it's just it's really nice. I really like it a lot. Um, it comes on November fourteenth at two o one a m. So oh, I sent oh, it to you really so long. you can record it because it's one of my favorites, and I would like to talk about it. Um, okay, awesome. Yeah, it's been right. one of my favorite ones. It's kind of funny. I think that was on, that was on today. And it was on today, but um, I didn't get to tell you quick enough. So no problem.
2: Okay, I think that brings us to the end of our gacking about all things home for the last um, two weeks. The shows That's, have been the shows have been pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to the, to the next batch. We're going to record. So I mean, we still have Christmas sale to talk about and we have these. So we kind of bunched it up. We tried to not brush through, but we tried to get in these seven because we were um, a bit behind. But once we record next Wednesday, we should be all caught up because we'll be reviewing the ones that are coming on starting tonight um, with uh, the gingerbread, the gingerbread one. Um, and then we'll be previewing next weekend. Next week, next weekend's so we can get back on track. And this has been episode 10. I think it's been a great one. I think it's been a fun one. I'm also going to be posting on our Instagram, which is home is where homework is some bingo pages or a link to bingo pages. We'd love for you guys to choose a movie and play the bingo and send it to us in our um, DMS on Instagram or at lizziep P two, two four on Twitter and just tell us what movie it was and how long it took you to get bingo. Whether it's full card, you you pick the pattern you want to do, and <clears throat> excuse me, let us know because I've been hearing from some people, or seeing on Twitter rather that um, people are saying they're hitting bingo pretty quickly <laughs> with the yeah. Card. And
3: if you can like tell us what movie you used.
2: Yeah, exactly. Tell us what movie it is and how long um it it took you to reach. To reach the bingo, I'm going to give it a whirl myself this weekend with a couple and we could talk about them. We're definitely going to be getting back into the top tens, you know, as as we have time. Once we're caught up, we can get back into the format that we had uh, planned on with some top tens, with some bingos, with some other things. And um, even possibly at the end of one of the shows, throw in uh, some more about Chesapeake uh, yes, Chase. Because we saw
3: season three, four, and five to do.
2: Right, which we're eagerly awaiting for them to uh, renew it. Which, if they don't, then they're stupid. I think there'll be a war on the hands. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope you have a great time. What game are you going to see, by the way? The Bills and the Jaguars. We're going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Very nice. Very nice. I hope it's good weather there. I hope you have a safe trip. You can tell us all about it um, next week. So I'm going to stop yanking. So shh. Um Amber can go wake up her wonderful husband, Jason, and they can get on the road um to Jacksonville. So I am I'm Liz Lucy. I was about to say Elizabeth lucy which I am, I am Elizabeth, but it sounded so weird to say my own name. Well, that's and-
3: okay. You're my Beth. You always feel being always Beth. Oh, I know,
2: thank you. I still didn't come up with a good nickname for you. But I'm working <laughs> on it. Um and my wonderful, wonderful co-host Amber this which where can they find you on social media um
3: i'm at amber teasley one on both instagram and twitter i just recently
2: switched that so i could have the name on both of them awesome yeah and i'm Lizzie p224 on twitter and my regular instagram and of course our instagram which i'm really trying to um, build up and work on is um at home is where hallmark is yeah just uh, i thought love to say .com, but we don't have a website. So I don't know what's sort of <laughs> working today. But this has been episode 10. I'm so excited that we have come so far. Double digits. Um, yes, it's amazing that it's double digits. And it's it's been a lot of fun. So once again, for Amber, this is Liz. You're listening to Home is Where Hallmark Is on ChairShot Radio, available on ChairShot.com. And as we're going into the holiday season, as we're going into – The world is starting to pick up and everybody is getting busy. Please remember our slogan, always use your head. Be responsible, but have fun. We will talk to you again
1: soon. Bye, everyone.
3: Bye, everybody.